brother, Brandon Hapa Agawa. What, what kind of last name is that? Japanese. Japanese. Nice, man. Nice to hang out with you, man. Good to get to yeah. that. Congratulations. I was really excited when you messaged me uh, right before the end of the year that you just passed your, your level two, your senior senior instructor, your TACFA senior instructor uh, test, you know. I was super pumped, you know, and I was like, man, let's do a podcast. Let's talk about it, you know, because uh, it's been like, well, it's been like some years now, right, that we've been our relationship. I think I first met you at the TACFIT level one. Maybe it was like two or three years ago now. Probably. It was the second to last second Galazi, to last. Galazi uh, certification. And yeah. I was supposed to come back for the, for the other one, but I had some, you know, some things happening. I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, I believe, 2017 or six, 18. It was 18 because my daughter was born. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's, it's been cool, man. It's been been in touch the whole time, it seems like, with a bunch of guys, you know, and it's just kind of trying to, I just want to see everybody, like, learn and just, you know, benefit from, like, this amazing system, you know, like the yeah. health and everything. Definitely. I mean, I, I have a pretty... Uh, interesting story i think of how it all kind of fell into my lap um it's uh basically i really like the club bell and one of my buddies you know mark sanchez out here in uh san francisco um he's a field field instructor as well um he'd been doing it for a while and you know was preaching it and i'm just like oh, i don't know you know um and he introduced me to the club bell and i started working with it i loved it i want to know more about it and you know did some research you know found scott found all this you know attack fit stuff uh environment and then uh i was just like i'm just gonna go in and and, and do the cst cert right not knowing anything about it just wanting just for the love of the tool you know i was right. getting into the unconventional tools and clients were benefiting from it, even though, you know, it wasn't a lot of technical um, instruction, um, but basic. And so I trained for, for the CST for, you know, the flow fit and the, um, the yoga and the, of course the trial by fire. And I followed the, the training manual, the, the schedule that was uh, given to me uh, when I signed up and, you know, I, I get my times, you know, down, maybe the technique wasn't, you know, as crisp, you know, of course it wasn't as it should have been um, with flow fit or with the, um, the club bell trial by fire movements. Um, and right when, you know, I was going to getting ready to come to, to, to legacy to, to headquarters, uh, they sent me an email saying that, um, it had been canceled and Scott wasn't going to be there. And there was, you know, all this, you know, stuff going on, but then they offered, they're like, okay, well, you could do the tactic level one certification if you want to, and we'll give you a, you know, they, they made it good. They made it real. They, they enticed me. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm, I've trained for, you know, some of the stuff. So let's just kind of like throw a shot in the dark. And so I came down and just, blew my wig open you know it was it was really i mean first of all i met you i knew who you were based on my jiu-jitsu coach uh danny pocopos at the time uh i knew who you were uh i knew about some of your accolades and then 
you know, sitting here in the first day of the cert, um, trying to figure out how to do the heart rate uh, ratio and breakdown. And I look over at you and I ask you, you know, do you know how to do this? And you're like, uh, yeah, you do this, this, and this, right? And, and I'm like, okay. And then I kind of, during the break, was wandering around the, the gym, seeing pictures, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I was sitting next to Alberto Crane. He owns this gym, and it's that's Alberto Crane. And, and I just kind of like got starstruck from him. I'm like, wow, like I feel like an oaf, you know? Like, and then I went up and I, I, you know, told you like, hey, professor, you know, it's great to meet you. You know, I'm this person. I train with this person. Blah 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 blah. So that was kind of a, a cool, like, awakening thing that happened. But um, so the cert came along. You know, the the three days, and it was it was tough. Uh, met a lot of cool people. Met, you know, people that I'm still in touch with right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the content was just, it was, it was worth, you know, it was worth pursuing. And um, soon after that, you know, after the the cert was over, I failed. Of course, I think pretty much everybody failed, but one person, Billy, passed that that year. Um, and you know, there was a lot of big names in there, you know, Sebastian there, uh, Summer was there, Juan David was there. There was, there was a lot of people there. And as far as, as far as what they said at the end of the cert, like, you know, only one person passed. Um, I think Juan David, he already, he already had Oh yeah, he he had already passed. I think he was maybe going for his level two. Yeah. And I don't think they even let him, let it, let him test by that. They didn't, they didn't because he hadn't been certified for a year. Correct. Right, right. But I mean, he came in. I know he killed it. I know he killed it. So I watched him. He was a machine. I was like, man, I need to get like that guy. And, you know, my size and everything. I was like, I could do that. Right. I just need to train with the right, you know, direction and instruction. But um, so, yeah. And then shortly after that, I just, you know, really got obsessed with the technique and, and, and doing the qual. I was doing the qual, the level one qual before I submitted my my final submission i probably did it like 10 times videoed it didn't like it kept going got some feedback and then um the whole glossy thing transition thing happened and he was supposed to have my videos and i never heard back from him for like six months and that's when i finally contacted you and you know you were like hey just send me the videos and then like I was like waiting for so long. It was just this thing, this unanswered thing that I had been working so hard for that just got no, no closure to, you know, it's like, well, I guess I didn't pass. And, um, and then, you know, you, you know, basically awarded me the, the TACFIT uh, field instructor cert, you know, after viewing my, my, my tape. And after that, it was just, it was go time, you know, like all my clients are doing, you know, some sort of regressed, regressed movement, um, club bell stuff, kettlebell stuff. And after that, it was just, it was over, you know, like, it's like, this is a core principles of my training now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I was super pumped just from that first cert where I met you to kind of just being in contact, right. From jujitsu tournaments, seeing, seeing a jujitsu tournament. Yep. and base, right. Worlds like where right? it seemed like, here, there, Oakland at the Strong First, right? We met at the, because you live in Oakland, right? I, I live, I live in uh, just across the bridge. Okay. Um, but 
Oakland's most powerful is like my home gym. Like we all started together and we're all kind of like pushing each other. I consider my coaches though, you know, but yeah. But yeah, we met up out, out there and, and hung out and that was really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And so you, you, you're a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Nope, I'm a purple belt. Purple I'm a purple belt, belt. yes. Uh, I trained under Danny Procopos uh, for about four years, three or four years. And then um, stuff happened and, you know, I had to kind of switch academies. So I started training with his black belt, Mike Hillebrand, over in uh, 10 Planet, Oakland. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard when, you know, my, I just had, my wife and I just had our first child at that time. And yeah, I was trying to be efficient because I was also doing, um, I was also helping teach the kids Capoeira class. I've been, I've been doing Capoeira for yeah, Capoeira 15, 16, yeah, 15 well, 16 years. I was um, helping out with the, the kids class in Hayward. 16 years? Yeah. Yeah. I started in about 2002, 2003. What's, so the group that, what's the group what's your group uh the group that i trained with for about 10 years 11 years was uh omulu capoeira mm -hmm. Pregisa, which i think he's in la now but okay. he was in he was in san francisco for a long time okay. um and you know politics happen and you know you, you have you know some some creative differences with with people and and i i went I went my way to preserve my love, you know, for Capoeira. You know, it's like you can't let anybody make you feel bad for doing something that you love, you know, and keep continuing the fire of, of, of loving something, you know, a martial art or, you know, or whatever. Um, so I moved over to Mesher Accordion's group, uh, which is the United Capoeira Association mm. uh, under one of my very good friends, uh, Mesher Kuta. Um, so it was like a seamless kind of like family transition into, you know, another group, which I had always frequented as well. So I just had, I had good rapport, good relationships with everybody. So it was just kind of like, I switched my brand and, you know, here we are. That's cool. That's um, I, yeah, I went with my friend Sururu up there to Oakland, uh, actually. Like, I don't know how many years ago. It was probably like three, four, maybe five years even. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember, yeah, him, like the stories, like, I guess he rode a bicycle, his bicycle, right? From Berkeley yeah. mm -hmm. all the way to uh, Brazil. To Bahia, yep. B2B, yeah, he did that, like, with a big, huge caravan, like, it's all documented. It was a, it was a really interesting thing. Uh, we were there for the send-off party and uh, party and parade. And then also when they came back, they, you know, featured the some of the, doc uh, the, some of the footage and kind of a sneak peek, the documentary. So it was really, it's really cool. Like that man is, that man is something else. In his seventies, did that. In the seventies, that's right. In his seventies. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, he was playing. He was doing capoeira, like I don't know for hours. You know that day. When hours. I was, when I was there. Hours, beating everybody down in a, in a mental way. You know, like they just they move in mess mess days. They've been doing it for their whole life. They just move a certain way, and you just you can't. You know, I closely related to. You know, like someone like a purple belt or something rolling with, you know, a person like yourself, like, you know, you make one movement and I, the whole the whole plan changes, you know, so like they just they know how to efficiently move to to really stop you, you know, and it's just work of art, you know, that's why they call them mestres. Yeah. But, so did you did you grow up in uh, you grew up in the Bay Area? I did. I was born 
born here in the Bay Area, and then I took a short trip um, from about kindergarten to seventh grade, eighth grade to Sacramento with my mother, and then I had to move back with my father. So I started high school up back. Started high school as I came back out here, and uh, been here ever since, and wouldn't want it any other way. At and the then, moment, and so then you got into Capoeira pretty much, right? When how old were you when you started? Yeah, um, I think so. Two thousand three, um, I was just around twenty two years old. Yeah, twenty two, yeah. and I went in as a white. You know, the white belt is the Omulu is the same as. Um, very, very close to a couple of the Brazil belt system, the Senzala belt system. So you start off at a uh, white belt. Mm. And as a white belt, I went every day, mm. every day religiously for the first couple of years and uh, skipped one batizado. And then the second one, I moved up a whole rank. Like I skipped the rank. I went up to yellow belt. So in, in what differs uh, in the, the couple of Brazil system is after blue belt there's no more half belt intervals it goes blue green purple brown and so on and so forth but there was the half color intervals in the in the Omulu system so it went you know blue belt blue green green uh, uh green purple purple so it was just like an easier a easier transitional period mm-hmm. to where people could still get promoted you know whatever politics um but so i i i felt I, I progressed really well in it very quickly, and um, I graduated to blue belt after about, I think, seven years, six or seven years. Mm. And then the and Mesha Cordeon's group is they're on the Brazil belt system, so they have the colors of the Brazilian flag, all the different um, patterns um, symbolizing the different levels. So I kind of took a, a demotion just based on. You know, I can't, I couldn't just walk on to something as a, an instructor. Um, so I had to like take a, take a demotion, like a half, half belt demotion, which I had no problem with. Cause I kind of had to, I wanted to relearn the aesthetic of the group and the, and, and how, cause everybody plays different. And so, so I did that. And then I uh, graduated to uh, blue belt, which is Cordon Azul, which is also an instructor level but I don't have a, a student base. So it's kind of like one of those things where you get recognized, you know, by the community as an instructor. Um, but I did, I did do some, some kids classes and stuff, but I didn't have an adult student base and I covered classes and whatnot, but, um, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm looking to graduate uh, to a professor in a couple of years when everything gets back on track We I have three of my, uh, two of my close friends and a couple other candidates that were all like this big group that are ripe for the picking uh, as soon as everything opens up and everybody, you know, gets consistent again, including myself. Um, so I can't wait for that. And um, sadly, uh, our, our um, studio in Hayward burnt down um, a few months back oh, wow. um, during like the middle of the pandemic. So during that was one of the reasons why, um, I um, w- had to start going to uh, Ten Planet Oakland um, was because uh, I, I have a daughter, so I had to make the, the the most you know efficient time. So I would go 
do the kids class and then I would go train all in, in the same day and then go home and take care of daddy duties. Um, but that's um, um, a very, very sad thing that happened. And um, they raised, but they raised a bunch of money. Um, and it, it, it burned down during like uh, pro, uh, protests and stuff? Or um, you know, I think it was just, it was, it wasn't uh, uh, a radical arson. Oh, okay. It, I, there's a lot of homeless uh, around in the area where it was. And I think they were saying that it was, it could have been an accidental fire. Or it could have been someone like living on a roof that kind of yeah. set. It was like a whole, um, a whole couple cooking, buildings. He was cooking his dinner. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> man. I mean, they had, they had like yeah. rooftop um, apartments also. So ab above the buildings and stuff, but it was, it was such a beautiful dance studio. Like it was yeah, insane. Yeah. But yeah, that's the. So you did capoeira. You got into jujitsu. I uh, did some soon after and then how did that how did you find like you know strong first and you, you had your friend mark right it was intact but how did that how did this what was the what was the path what was the what was first what was yeah what how did that go so my love for grappling started when i was in community college about 2001 2002 i started doing judo my community college did some competitions and um you know did pretty well um other than the fact that I didn't really do throws, I was just doing double leg takedowns and then choking people. You know, so my sensei would just yell at me, do your throws. Um, but after I stopped going to a, a community college, I kind of found capoeira. I found capoeira at the same time. And then I was like, cause I wanted to break dance. I wanted oh, to I see. do some cool stuff. And then I found capoeira at the same time. And then from there, it was just all capoeira. I was gonna ask you what what background like you you just mentioned that you, you did break dancing like were you is that what you I mean I'm not I'm not anything like uh, like Anthony like Kibrado, <laughs> um, but I mean I can do a lot of self taught floreos and stuff you know yeah. from the the gymnastics gym and just from you know watching videos on, on YouTube and and applying the movements you know capoeiristically, um, but I I didn't really have rhythm you know I wasn't I wasn't all that so. I decided to, you know, start throwing some kicks and, and train capoeira and just kind of dive in and immerse myself. And I did. I went to Brazil a couple of times for about a month each, both times. One time I went north and the other time I stayed in Rio. Uh, amazing experience. Scary. <laughs> all, all the emotions, all the feels. I got sick. Stayed in the hospital. Did you, What's that? did you ever get robbed? Did you get robbed? I didn't get robbed because I, at the time I had really long hair and like, it was summer, so it was, I was pretty tan, and I, I kind of looked like a local. I kind of wore, like, shredded clothes and, you know, cut off tanks and stuff like that. And we rolled with a bunch of people, too, so it was cool. And you at got, the time... You got, I, sick. you got sick, though. I did. I did. I drank the water uh, in the hostel, and it was just it was bad. It was bad. I probably lost 10 pounds, for sure, on that vacation. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, war stories from, from Brazil. And then... Uh, 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 so the, the deal was that you had to go to Brazil to get your blue belt, to, to get your, you know, your graduate belt. And I did. I went, I went twice. And it was amazing. But at the time, at both times, I was, I was heavily studying uh, Portuguese, uh, like hours a day. And I was, I was able to go around uh, Salvador and Bahia um, by myself, you know, speaking Portuguese, like no problem. Always apologizing for my, you know, my my horrible Portuguese, but you know, people most of the time is like, no, 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 you're good. You're speaking clearly. 
So that was fun. Um, and uh, shortly after that, well, I actually used to work. Uh, after I came back from Brazil, I got a job with a physical therapist. And that's when my kind of like clinical uh, backgrounds started to, you know, kind of uh, begin. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked for a guy uh, for about four years uh, as an, a, a PTA, PT aide, an assistant and a personal trainer. So I got certified and then I worked under his uh, cruel, tutel cruel tutelage <laughs> for about four and a half years. But that's when I met Denny because we worked out of a gym and Denny had a program inside the gym. And that's when I met them. And that was about 2010. Mm. And then Denny was always like, come on, man, you should train. Come, you know, come and train and come check out the class. And I was like, ah, I'm just, you know, I'm doing capoeira. And then at the same time, um, I had started doing Filipino martial arts uh, competition, Eskrima. Okay. And was doing that and capoeira at the same time. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a great, great combo of, uh, uh, you know, self-defense and awareness and proprioception and balance and all that stuff. It was really good. Um, and then finally, I started working, well, I started working for another physical therapist uh, after Denny had moved from the location and actually had been very close to the other location that I started working at. Mm -hmm. And I ran into him at this uh, 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 restaurant and he was like, you know, come by, come train. And I was like, I think I'm going to. And then after that, with the influence of, I had a couple uh, couple guys that were working with me at the PT clinic that were Gracie guys, all gee guys, and just heavily influenced, I just started training in about 2015 was my intro okay. into Nogi Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, and man, same thing, white belt. I trained five days a week as much as I could, did open mats. Um, I got my blue belt in a year and a half. I won the, I won two tournaments I entered as a white belt. And after that became the long grind as a blue belt. And then I think right before Scott's uh, last seminar, the breathing seminar, I don't know if that was his last one, but the second to the one before he did right. the talk. Came down, so yeah. The breath one where I came down and stayed, stayed in the compound. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Um, I had just gotten my purple belt uh, from yeah. uh, from Hillebrand because I had been a blue belt for I think three years, and he's like, "It's time." So, so that's that's my journey there, and um, it's I started dabbling in the gi, you know, training training over at, at Legacy with you guys when I was there, and uh, uh, you know, just going around to the open mats and training, you know, different places in the E and it's been, been great. Denny actually started a Kyotera, Kyoteha um, program in within his gym too. So he has, you know, his uh, Denny Pokopos Jiu Jitsu and then also the uh, Kyotera uh, Gi program. And I would go visit over there a couple times a week, once a week. <clears throat> so dabbling and I actually on accident uh, competed in the Gi. Uh, I clicked the wrong banner for the IBJJF um, San Jose Open because it has a no-gi banner and a gi banner. And I, I, I signed up for gi. 
and my friend's like, hey man, I don't see you on the on the bracket. And, and sure enough, I went back and there I was on the key bracket. And I was like, all right, well, let's do this. And you know what, that was like a pivotal moment for myself as well as a, as a blue belt that like, I found it opened up a whole new world of love for, for jujitsu because it was so fun to compete, you know, against someone I mean, I didn't get tapped, you know, it was like, I lost on points, of course, but like, I think we went through every position and it was only one match because, you know, of course, you know, you lose once and you're done. And, yeah, yeah. And so we went through like all the, all the pins and positions and, you know, it was a scrambly match and, you know, he had my gi over my head and, you know, I, I had one of my friends who was a black belt for Hal Gracie Berkeley. He was just, I was like, Hey, can you just coach me and just yell stuff at me? Cause like no one else that I know is here. So that was a that was a cool tournament, but it really, really expanded my love for jujitsu, you know. And like, I never thought my, of myself as just like strictly no gi, you know. And because of my judo background, and like I'm comfortable in the gi, I'm, I'm okay with it, and I actually like it now, you know. So it's you know as much as I can, I like to train in the gi. My grappling dummy has a gi on. I I, I do, you know, gi and no gi. It's 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 the way to go. You know, it just makes yeah. you a more well-rounded grappler. That's it. Right. That's it. You know, you should know both. Right. If you're black yeah. belt in jujitsu, it's jujitsu, jujitsu, right. If you, yeah. you know, the controls, gi and no gi, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what you should I should be able to adapt, you know, right. If you take the gi off, right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't suck. Vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> if you put a gi on, you shouldn't suck. You should be yeah, able to exactly. take care of business. You should have a base knowledge of, you know, grips and movements and, you know, angles, you know, and that's just how it should be done, I believe. Yeah. How, how did you get into strong first? Strong first. Um, one of my, my. Because you're level, level two, level two, uh, right? Um, strong yes. First. Yep. Yep. Um, so one of the, and one of my. Kettlebell. Yeah. SFG, strong first, hard style kettlebell. Uh level two uh, kettlebell instructor. Um, so one of my, one of my good friends, Luis over at uh, Oakland's most powerful, he's, he's a 10 planet guy and that's how I met him. I and it. he started, you know, he was just, he's a personal trainer, independent like myself. And he just kind of showed me one day. He was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm working on this and you know, you should come, come hang out and train and, and, and see if you like it. And, um, I was there before that whole place was even a thing. It was just a little shack. And, what a and, beautiful gym. It's it oh, man. one of the most beautiful gyms I've ever been to. Shout out to Oakland's most powerful, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like out outdoors. I mean, they if you're gonna the pandemic right with the with the out with the indoor gyms being closed, <laughs> that's the perfect location, right? Exactly, exactly, man. Being there on a nice summer day in Oakland, it makes you feel like you're on, on, in another country, you know, because yeah. they have the, the creek and the palm trees the and creek, the, yeah. the, the wood and the, it just, the turf, it's awesome. It's awesome. And they've actually upgraded a bunch now too. So they got a lot of cool stuff going it's like on. It's like a Mr. Reminds me of Mr. Miyagi jo Dojo, you know? Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> in Cobra Kai, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Only with a lot more cool toys and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, that's like, I consider that my home turf and like, it's just a beautiful gym. I refer, you know, I try to refer as many people over there as I can that, you know, are on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Luis, Luis kind of like 
brought me over and introduced me to his his his, his brother, his business partner Alexei, and uh, his uh, his other partner uh, Melissa, and all three of them own uh, Oakland's Most Powerful, and they're all just amazing people, which make amazing coaches, you know. And so from there on, we just started grinding, and uh, Alexei, Melissa, and I all kind of started around the same time frame. They went to Denver, I went to New York, and I actually brought Luis with me because he was like my coach. You know, I brought him with me, flew him out. We stayed for like about, I think a little over a week. It was super fun experience. Went to Marcelo's and, you know, just went and just did the whole NY thing. And I didn't pass. I didn't, I, I, I technically faulted out. So I, put my hand on my, my leg as I, they call it a brace, as I came down from my, you know, snatch. Um, but I mean, they prepared me, I was came ready, but that, you know, I just had this mannerism to, after I was gonna put the bell down, I, I braced. And it wasn't even a brace, it was just like a touch. Mm-hmm. And it's technical, so um, I passed the test, you know, with 40 seconds left, I just burned through it and they were like, couple of the team leaders were whispering. They're like, and I was like, oh no. And they're like, yeah, you failed. You failed out. Cause I had, you know, they give you two strikes and then that was, that's it. Uh. So I failed. And, but luckily my team leader owned uh, the academy that the cert was being held at, which was a uh, five points academy. And uh, Steve, shout out to Steve. Um, I asked them, you know, after Sunday, after everything was over, the test and everything, I asked them, I say, hey, man, let me come back tomorrow and, and do the test. I'll retest immediately. And so he's like, yeah, cool. Come on over. Came over at noon and just killed it. I had a couple faults, too, but I killed, you know, came back and killed it, passed it same uh, next day. So I really did, you know, two two snatch tests two days in a row, um, which was which felt really good felt really good um and then after that was you know another kind of uh uh, pursuit to to do the sfl and the sfb as you know the all the the oakland's most powerful crew they kind of went that way and started doing all that and became the elite you know holding all three Mm -hmm. um and then i um went to the breathing seminar you know and kind of like kept my foot my interest you know my consistency within both but in in the tack fit a little bit more i think um even though i use you know club bells and kettlebells every day like the principles from the training the protocols the the timing the you know being able to do regressions and half protocols and all that stuff is what really is i think is the part that is is amazing because you can adapt it to anybody you know, to somebody to that's doing only strong first or somebody that doesn't do either of them. They don't even know what they're doing, but they're, you know, doing regressions of tactic movements and, and, you know, just building. So um, I started thinking about training for SFL. I started, I actually started training and I just, I wasn't able to make the cert. I wasn't able to go. Physically. So SFB is the body weight, the body weight. Oh, sorry. SFL is lifting. Yeah. Is the lift. SFL is the lifting with the barbell. Yes. Yes. So it's barbell. Mm-hmm. Um, and my numbers weren't anywhere near where they should have been if I was, you know, going to be able to make it. So I kind of, and there's other things going on in my life where I, I just wasn't able to make it at the time. 
And so I kind of put that down, put it on the back burner, and then uh, just kept kept working TACFIS stuff, kept working SFG stuff, and just kind of kept sharpening the blade um, with consistency, you know, yeah. and give, giving more to my clients, giving, you know, progressing them or regressing them based on, you know, whatever their needs were. And, uh, and then sometime after you um, took it kind of as an invite, you know, to, cause you personally reached out to me and like, Hey, they're doing, we're doing this, um, we're doing this virtual cert. And I think you, I think you do great. You know, like you even said yourself when you're in horse's mouth, you're like, you've been doing the reps, you know, you've been, you've been putting the reps in. Like, I think you would do great in this. And I took that, you know, honored for you to like personally say, Hey, I think you should do this because you would do well, you know, and like have confidence in you and man felt really good, really good training, you know, jujitsu took a back burner. Like I think, there could be a whole podcast that, you know, somebody could do on the importance of dialing back your other training when you're doing like certs, you know, and you have to focus on stuff so that you don't get injured. And so uh, jujitsu went on the back burn, of course, because of COVID. Um, I have one of my buddies that he's a black belt and, you know, real good friend of mine. So he, we would come and, you know, do like 10, five minute rounds and do some technique and stuff like a couple of times a week. But as soon as I got word that we were going to, that the, the virtual certification was on and I was committed and, you know, I was just like, I got to put, I got to put it down because it just, it doesn't work when you're doing heavy jujitsu and, and heavy training. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't fit with my schedule anyway. Um, so I committed, you know, after, after you, you know, invited me to, 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 to do the cert and. I didn't really know what to expect, um, but man, it was tough. It was tough. I worked my tail off. I literally worked my tail off every morning at like 5 a.m. I get up, walk my dogs, make coffee, and I come down and just grind on anything that I had to do. There was a couple of months where I was every week I had I had qual training, qual, qual you know, basic technique training, and then I had technique training training you know the technique test training and then i had the foxtrot training and then i had echo training so i had four things spread out through seven days that i had to like pepper in one after the other and then of course you had the rest and you have your flow day so that was hard to figure out that and then shortly after that i realized my sfg's two cert is going to be expiring in december and this was in september and i'm like holy crap, I'm going to need at least two months consistency for straight up my half body weight press, which is a level two strength strength test. And then, of course, the level one snatch test, which is the first thing that you should have to do um, because it's a level one skill and they make you do all the level one skills before you can certify the level two skills. So, boom, that that gets dropped in my lap. I'm like, okay, well, I have to do a virtual cert because I'm not going anywhere to assist, right? So then I peppered in uh, overhead press training and then snatch test training along with Foxtrot Echo technical and qual training. And then also like uh, specific strength training because Nestor had a great you know program set up that was 
man, as hard as I worked, I, I bet he worked 20, 30 times harder on answering questions, looking at videos, developing uh, uh, content and developing videos, developing all the curriculum. I mean, he, I, of course, with, you know, your help and other team leaders and whatnot, but um, man, great setup, great, great schedule. Um, some of it was, you know, it was hard to understand um, some things because, you know, it's a learning process going through it, developing it, and then kind of working out the bugs. But I just fell into my own groove based on the, the general training guide because I knew what I had to do. I knew what I had to train, but then the technical part is really hard to bite off because in each one of those protocols, the Echo, the Foxtrot, the technical training, the Qual, there's many, there's many sharpening that you have to do, like very fine sliced sharpening that you have to do for all the movements in all four of those, those, those protocols. Right. And then on top of it, snatch training, which is heavy on the CNS. And then of course the heavy bell training, heavy uh, overhead press training. Shout out to Alexi at uh, Oakland's Most Powerful had my program dialed. I go to him for, for stuff like that when it's in a, when, when, when I want something that I could just look at and go do, I don't have to think. Thank you for that. Um, so, you know, both of these certs fell on my, my lap at the same time. So for about four months solid, I was really, really just down here in this lab right here, grinding every morning. And I learned a, a lesson uh, about all the father figures and male figures in my life, how, why they would wake up so early in the morning, you know, when I was a kid and I'd wake up and they're already on the third coffee and read through the newspaper and you know it's because it's the only time there's peace and quiet when you have kids i have, I have a newborn and, and a two-year-old so like it's the only time they have time to really like do things and i found that and i found i i, I swear i fell into my I fell into my old man group but i don't i i just understand why they they did that and now that's like this is my meditation time to come down and, and just do my reps and then you know when when they all wake up I go up we do breakfast and then the day continues and I check my video I videoed myself religiously to make sure that my technique was on so I'm checking tape I'm making breakfast I'm you know going about life but that was like something really cool to like kind of experience firsthand and just like have it happen to me organically and you know it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing now now that this this cert's over my wife and i are going to be competing for for the early time because she's a surfer and it's winter so it's nice. really good but yeah so you know both of these certs on my lap it was super tough super super tough um but the sfg wasn't as tough as as the, the level two i really had to i'm going to use your quote here i had to get spiritual like on some of these things like I had to just close my eyes and know that I'm in good form and technique and just complete it. And the breathing technique that I learned at Scott's seminar it carried me through the whole thing. I felt like I was almost never past my 80%, almost never until the last couple of times I did the Foxtrot and the Qual. And I was like, wow, 
this 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 stuff works. This stuff really really works. And <clears throat> until you envelop it and you you take mm -hmm. it in and you and you practice it, it's it's a game changer. You know. That's it. You know. I think that pushes you to the to the limit, right? Of what yes. you can do, what you can do, and then once you feel how much farther you can go with the correct breathing and the structure and you're under so much stress and you can do more because of it. You're like, you, you, you drink the cool, you already drank the Kool-Aid, but you're like, you're all in, right. You like people say in tactful all the time, I'm a lifer, you know, I'm a lifer. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, you want your, your, your experiencing it work like at the, you know, in real time on yourself and you're like, Whoa, I'm, I'm still going, Whoa, I'm hitting my numbers. Whoa. That's why when I was telling you when I passed, I was like, it doesn't feel real. It feels like I'm still waiting to hear if, you know, to, to, to get some feedback to say, no, you need to go back for another, you know, here's another allotted amount of time and I want you to sharpen up. But I think I was so hard on myself because my coaches, Juan David, like they, they didn't let up. Shout out they, to yeah, team leader, tech, uh, Juan David from Panama, right? Yes, he kept me so honest with myself that like I had no other choice. When I videotape myself, I would just say, "Nope, not good enough, not good enough." And and uh, Coach Bob too, and Nestor also. You know, they're all very readily available for any questions, any technical stuff. You know, and that's awesome. I don't I don't get that quite that to the to uh, at the at, at my disposal with the strong first stuff. You know, I have my go-to people for that, but nobody like so high up that's just so readily available. Yeah. You know, Not to I, knock that or anything, but you yeah, know, yeah. Like, it's, it's just, uh, just different. It's just different, smaller, smaller community. People, people, well, people like, you know, the, the, you know, we're grow, growing a lot. Right. But, uh, you know, like you find the same things, right. With people in the tech, but they like, they care so much, you know, they care so much, like even from the customer service, like Nick and whoever, all the people behind yeah. these people, you know, that we're all working so hard, you know, like seven days a week, you know, we're so like emotionally invested. We're like all in yeah. and it's all to help people, right. Be live their best lives. Cause the thing the the system has helped us so much, you know, every single person that, that works in TACFIT, you know, uh, yeah. it's amazing to see. Yeah. And you know, that's what I, I'm so thankful that you kind of like took the system and you're carrying it on your back, man. Like leading from the front, you know, reviving it, you know, and there's, a, I can, I have a, this feeling in my gut, my, it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be a lot. It's going to grow a lot more. It's, it's going to kind of just expand so much, especially when everything kind of opens back up and in, in-house certs are going to be available, man. It's, it's going to be a sight to see, you know, and it's still before it's time and it's still, you know, there's still a lot. I still want and need to learn a lot that's why uh i'm like i was telling you i'm gonna do i'm gonna see where the time frames uh line up with the flow fit certification and the and the club bell which is what i wanted to do originally and right. i was i was going to do that what was it last summer right right uh and i i had last january last january last year mm -hmm. yeah 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 so last january uh I had plans to come and again, life kind of threw me a curveball, and I wasn't able to, to make it. So um, I'm, I'm super 
very stoked to to do the club bell search. I mean, even though I, I understand a lot of the technical stuff um, from doing the level two cert, I just know that there's you know a lot more, um, and also how hard I trained for the trial by fire previously. Um, so I know I know I could do it, and I I just want to learn as much as I can from uh, from Nestor and from from Bob and from you. You know, like it's. It's just a never ending process. It's just forever a student. And another thing that was really um, cool about um, 2020 cert season for me, for myself, it was the first time, this, is, this year is the first time I ever passed first time without having to um, research. So it's the first time on SFG level one, I didn't pass. SFG level two, I couldn't make my press. I passed like a week later um, and then tactic level one, I didn't pass. Um, <laughs> got my cert like maybe eight months later <laughs> uh, due to some technicalities as you know. But um, so I restarted my SFG level two skills uh, right on December 2nd and which was very close to the original time frame for the level two to end. I think it was a week apart, something like that somewhere somewhere close to that and then we got extended to the end of the year which i absolutely needed i absolutely needed there was no way i was that three weeks just really i peaked i i just peaked myself um and passed you know like it still feels unreal it still feels like like i just did a, a half foxtrot pro protocol today because i just you know i wanted to keep i want to keep it going keep keep my my blade sharp so you know like it's just it, i was i'm so keep that high keep that high <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it's unreal you know i i really put everything into both of these certs you know this uh these past few months and and it's just so gratifying to to know that you know you 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 go something happens in life you know you go through it you know a great man once said that and, uh, you know, just keep going, you know, like no matter what, just don't stop, you know. And for me, the nights are long with the, the new new babies and, and, and whatnot, but the, the years are short, you know. So I'm down here doing, trying to be my best me, 1% better every day, you know. And with the help from the TACFIT community and, you know, my, my teammates um, and, and a strong first community, like it's all achievable, you know, you can do it. Yeah. Congrats, man. Way to finish 2020 on top, you know? Yeah. A crazy year, but man, way to, way to, way to upgrade, you know, yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be the same. I'm planning for the same thing 2021, you know, as long as, you know, stuff is all wacky and we're able to successfully, you know, do some online certs. Yeah. I got, I, I love having the structure. I love having, you know, just, just commitment you know I, I need i need that and hopefully i'll be able to focus a little more on jujitsu now that because i've been really missing it my my wife's been listening to some podcasts and she she's very interested in it now too so i'm gonna try to find a good gi school to nice. uh to go and then obviously my my children when they get old enough so i'm ex pretty excited for that and uh you know because you you're leading by a good example with that with the you know all your kids doing jujitsu and like so cool Man, I look forward to see, you know, I hope to see you in the float fit and the club bell, you know, just to have you have that 
that trifecta that you know the complete thing you know so yes, sir. I mean, level two is the monster right because that's pretty much that's like three well now we have the technique test too so but pretty much like three i feel like it's three certs in one and it's so what's perfect about it is it's like yeah it's foxtrot is more strength right like quality i mean it's it's so it's so perfect like with mobility and the strength and yeah conditioning recovering recovering from stress right um so it's like it's the perfect balance like of being like a you know i'm obviously i'm always thinking about jiu-jitsu but just you're a complete athlete you're you're mobile you can move you have good conditioning and you're strong you're you're strong enough you know um and i i don't know for me that's like the perfect like athlete you know to to do yeah yeah and i mean tech fit provides all the tools you know provides everything yeah i mean it's it's like you say, it's for jujitsu, it's for capoeira, it's for Muay Thai, it's for anybody. Life, you know, right? Who just wants to be better for life, you know? And I'm truly grateful that I've, you know, if literally fell into my lap and I just went for it, you know? I yeah. got to meet you and so many really, really good people, really knowledgeable, you know, accomplished people. And I'm just happy to be a part of it, you know? Did you, uh, did you, um, um, did you feel, how did you feel after you, did you feel wrecked? Like your body was like, no, no. I've been, since I passed, I kind of put out, um, a little note to everybody on the level two, um, WhatsApp group to kind of like, you know, let them know like, Hey, if you need help strategizing or you need any kind of, you know, anything to help you that maybe I can help with because I just passed it you know, let me know. Let's, let's, let's work it out. And, you know, people are like, Oh my God, when I do the Tabata, I'm so wrecked. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? And I did the Tabata. I did the qual four days in a row. I have 42, 43, 44, and then 47. Wait, no, 46, sorry, 44, then 46. And those times I came you know, I knew I could do it. I technically like lost count and then burned myself out, you know, something like that. But that last week where I was just like, I did it once and I'm like, nope, I didn't do it. Did it again. Nope. Didn't get the right numbers. Did it again. Missed it by one. I was like, I was so like salivating. I'm like, I can't wait to get down there tomorrow and just kill this thing. Cause I knew it. I knew it in deep in my bones that it was, I was just going to complete it. And, and I didn't feel wrecked. I didn't feel wrecked. But the last time, the last, the last, it took me, it took me two days to to recover from the last time I did the call. It took me two days. I was celebrating, you know, but like, I I was still moving, but like, I was just like, man, like, I still feel, I still feel like amped i still feel amped i wasn't tired i wasn't let me rephrase that i wasn't wrecked but i was just like i think emotionally it just like it just like pulled me through like some some experience you know what i mean that like i was still recovering from that mentally but physically like you know i have two kids i'm lifting them up i'm playing you know walking dogs two miles a day it's not anything that made me just like not do anything for you know three or four days yeah unlike foxtrot training 
sometimes I, I, I would do, I did it every other day. I did it like five times in seven days and I was doing it every other day or four times, four times in a week. I, I, and then, yeah, so that was rough. That was really rough. Um, but you know, it's, it just goes to show that like with all the tools, if you apply them, that you're going to recover and you're going to be able to do another workout, you know? What were some of the things that you used to recover between the, the Fox trots and the quals? Um, a lot, a lot of, um, FRC mobility, um, cars, just when I'm holding my daughter, just doing, doing whatever. And then also, um, some flow movements that I, you know, would compose of just different tack fit movements, you know, obviously having, um, your guys's, uh, flow day, uh, over at legacy, um, you know, look at a few movements and just start putting stuff together, you know, Grammy or yoga. Yeah. Flow fit. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, and obviously doing just, you know, regular static yoga as well. Um, and, and doing recovery walks, doing recovery, you know, quarter, uh, protocols, half protocols, you know, just getting, keeping the heart rate, you know, pumping, keeping my pump going, you know, just using as many different things as possible. I took no pre-workout. I did one cup of coffee every morning. Um, no like glutamine, no nothing, just straight up, you know, immune boosting vitamins and food, you know, like, and a cup of coffee every day, every morning. That's it. And I think my nutrition was so good. And cause I, I didn't, I usually don't get a lot of sleep, maybe five, six hours, but I think everything was so well-placed training, breathing, flowing, recovery, food and sleep, even though it wasn't a lot. Um, I always recovered. I was, I think I, I told you or somebody, I was like, I'm recovering like Wolverine. Like I'm just going back for more because I want this technique sharp and you know, it happened and like, I'm, I'm 38 years old. You know, I'm not, I'm not the spring chicken I, I once was. And I, you know, doing all this stuff is, you know, any other average 38 year old probably, you know, wouldn't want to do any of this stuff, but you know, it just goes to show that if you have all the right tools that it can happen and you can feel great doing it, you know, like, I just wish I was able to do a little more jujitsu, you know, within the process. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to, you didn't want to get hurt. I just didn't want any possibility for me to get hurt because I mean, when I first started the cert, I couldn't even press a 24 with my left because I had a shoulder injury. Right. I remember that from, from worlds when I, when I saw you back in 2018 um, and just lingering injury. And I just started doing the press program, um, for the SFG two, which is just a lot of presses in a lower weight. And then you start progressively, uh, getting, getting heavier with that. And the, the Foxtrot 50 reps I would have to do every week, maybe a couple times a week, my shoulder got way stronger. And then also doing, you know, the pool planks, and uh, all the stability stuff with uh, the sit-throughs and, and yeah. uh, um, the, the tripods and all that stuff is just my shoulders stability is crazy. And shortly after I started pressing the 28, sorry, push pressing the 28, um, which was really, really good, a good concept to do this, the strong first level two strength 
uh, overhead press training and then also the Foxtrot, you know, push pressing at the same time. Cause I had to press a 32 for one rep uh, for my SFT2 strength test. So I'm hovering, you know, right around 25 reps with the 20, 28 kilo. And so it was just like solid training for my shoulder rehab yeah. and for just to boost my strength up to be able to, to press the 32 kilo. Yeah, and I did it and, it and it worked hand in hand. I, it couldn't have, it couldn't have worked any better. It's, a, like it's, I was, amazing. Yeah. it's amazing. I was going to say like the, you know, this year with every, you know, no tournaments and the pandemic and everything. Uh, I always kind of say like tack fit in a way it's like a, you know, you tournaments, you have other, you have a, you have an opponent, right. But with tack fit, like you're the comp, the competitions with yourself like the technique is your opponent, right? Yourself, your breath with the correct structure of the movement, you know, and that's the battle, right? Keeping the heart rate, you know, in the right uh, heart rate zone, you know, do you, do you agree with that? I do 100%, 100%. Cause even though, you know, when you're at a cert, you're, everybody's doing the same thing and you want to pass and yada, yada, yada. But really the competition is within, like, can you do, everything they're asking within the parameters of the technique, the time, and, you know, hold, keep your breath, you know, you're under your, uh, your 80% of your target heart rate. Can you do all that? Okay. Are you disciplined? Are you strong enough? Are you, you mentally, know, yeah. are you mentally strong enough? Are you, you know, do you, have, do you have the will? Do you have the spiritual power to, to do that? You know? Um, and it's 100% a battle with yourself. Like I was telling you, I was, Juan, Juan David was really hard on me. You know, he left it up to me to determine all the time when I would ask him a question. Yeah. You know, he's like, let me tell you this. How would you feel if blah, 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 right? Yeah. And I would say, yeah, okay, it's clear, right? So now I have a, an idea of everything that I asked. Like, it could come across to someone else, too. It, the, the question will pop up for other people. Yeah. And I'll have a definitive answer, you know? I'll have a definitive answer of, you know what it should be and i was really 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 strict on myself very very i videotaped every session i checked the tape i wrote notes i have a huge log a huge log from the past uh three months of training and i'm actually going to rewrite it in case uh well not in case but for when i have to do it again you know, so I have everything logged, everything there, how I did everything might change a little bit on the second time around, but it'll all be there in case what uh, for when I help someone else go through yeah. level two. Why, why do you think, you know, for me, like it was a high, right? Like I kind of miss like, you know, having that goal and it, the, the whole, this whole, the, the whole certification process, like the level two, it brought out the best in me. You know, I had to be a hundred percent and everything. What I ate, like uh, my, my yep. recovery, my, uh, you know, just that, you know, the, the, the training, right. Uh, I had to be a hundred percent, you know, um, um, why do you think it meant so much to you? You know, why, everybody, you know, why did, why did it mean so much to you to, to, to do this and to do this right? What, 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 what brought it out, out of you? Well, I mean, that's a pretty deep question. I like it. Um, you know, like everybody has their different reasons and ways, but you know, I have multiple, you know, like I want to be the best person for myself. I want to be able to give that back to people. I want to be able to spread the system to, to all the people that are, you know, under me, uh, willing to learn my clients, my friends, um, help people, you know, I'm a body worker. 
uh, you know, I, I am a coach. So I think, you know, I, I feel like I was put here to help people in one way or another. Um, but to spread it, you know, to spread it, to make myself better at the same time, to enrich, enrich my own lives, give myself goals, give myself structure, um, and also to see how, how deep I could go with myself, how if I say I'm going to commit myself to something, how, how hard will it be for everything to fall in the line mentally, physically, you know, family wise, you know, it's like, my, my wife is so proud of me. Um, I'm proud. And, yeah, man. Like, it's like, it's like I'm, on I'm a continuous. That text you sent me last week. I was like, I was, I was, you know, I was pumped this, that whole, this whole weekend. That's yeah. The, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I'm honored to even be on this podcast, you know, as you have some amazing podcasts with some amazing people. And um, it's just really cool. That I get to share my little story, you know, with, with, with everybody in my journey and, and, you know, some people need that, that, um, that discipline, that something that, that, that low hanging fruit to, to strive for. And for me, that low hanging fruit is just wanting to be better, you know, in one way or another, wanting to be able to give back. And at the same time, um, supplement and complement all the, all the other things that I do. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to be, I'm, I'm, Right now, just again, quoting you, like I'm fight ready without a fight, you know, like I was, I'm excited to hopefully start going to do some jujitsu this week or next week, but for, for being off for a while, I, 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 I am very confident I'll be able to hang. Did you have some sticking points where like, man, like kind of, you're tired. Like, oh, I don't know if I can, I can do it. Um, oh, many. You got a routine, but uh, um, did you have some moments where like, like some sticking points? And if you did, like, who, who did you think about? Who did you think about in that? In the I had many. I had every, almost every week, you know, because like I'm saying, like, I filled my plate, you know, not bragging about that. I just, it happened. And I filled my plate and every week I was like, man, just based on my history of not passing things, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to pass. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. It's the process, the, 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 the journey, you know what I mean? That's molding me right now. Not the surrender to the process. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm trusting the process. It's, you know, the journey that's molding me and it's not the destination that I'm, I'm focused on because eventually I'm going to get there. Like, it doesn't matter if it's in 2020, 2021, whatever. Um, but my drive, the drive that I had deep down inside to, want to be just better to want to learn to want to envelop aesthetic and technique because um, i feel like i just absorb things quickly and i learn them quickly i always have and a lot of times i put too much pressure on myself and i don't forgive myself like if i miss a day i missed a workout day you know slept in or it was raining and whatever whatever the case was I would get really hard on myself. You know, I just wouldn't forgive myself. And then the next training session, I'm just on, you know? And when I, when the, on those down times where I'm like, I don't know, like, this is just, this is too much. Like I'm, I'm beating myself up, my shoulders still rehabbing. I can't even come close to pressing the 28. And 
you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like a lot of times, multiple times I would think about my wife having, you know, having to bear two children, you know, like the strength and the will and the spiritual place that you have to go to be able to do that and how resilient she was when she did it. And both times, you know, like just amazing how that, how, how it all happened. Um, and a lot of, uh, many times I pulled from there and just like, if, if she can give birth in 45 minutes and we can leave in 24 hours, no complications, I can do this. I just need to, I just need to focus, you know what I mean? I need to really, really focus on what I'm doing and not get distracted. And uh, Joe Rogan uses the term, you know, quieting the, the inner B word, you know what I mean? So like, it, it got the best of me a lot, but then I would come back, you know, it's like, I think it's a matter of if you get defeated, you come back, you know, you, you check your tape, you practice movements, you meditate, do whatever it is you could do to get yourself back in the mental confidence in that mental state where you go and you execute, you know, and that's, that's kind of the gist of where I pulled from. And also, uh, my my grandparents were Japanese American descendants that were interned in the yeah. camps. So I, I also pull pull a lot of you know thought from from them to having to persevere through you know adversity and racism and and whatnot for for me to even be here doing what I'm doing, you know. So and my my grandmother my my grandmother at 98 just recently passed away about two months ago, and um, you know think a lot about her and and that side of my family. So I, I pull, those are my two main kind of inspirations. And of course my daughters and stuff too. So, cause they're working out. Uh, my two year old works out, comes down and lifts her a little nine kilo kettlebell and does a deadlift and stuff. So she's, she's inspired. And I think anything that we do that's positive that they're gonna be inspired to do yoga, jujitsu and stuff. So um, family, you know, I pull it from the family fire. Thanks man. Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate yeah. that. Oh. It's uh, powerful, and uh, uh, you know, I, I traveled around, did certs like you know around the world, you know. Well, I did like fifty-one. Now I counted right workshops and certs around the world. <laughs> and I did like thirty-something certs, you know, certifications like TACFIT and you know Flow FlowFit, mainly TACFIT, uh, mm -hmm. FlowFit and and Clubbell. And, uh, you know, we do, right, there's like three, four uh, workouts with the first day and then the second, depends on the, you know, the, the day, how they do it, you know, but the second day, it's like another three, you know, so by the end, there's like the one before the test, you know, people are like, they have to go spiritual, right? They have to go to the next level. Yep. And I would, I would walk around, I would walk around and I would sit down next to people, you know, because you, you establish, like, you know, rapport and relationships with them. And you sit down, how's it going, man? How you doing? And they, they're, they're, you know, they're done, right? They're finished. Like they're totally depleted, you know? And they started like, but we're not done yet, right? You have the test, you know? And you start asking them questions and they start thinking, they, they like, this is for my, my grandfather. And they get really emotional. Like, he's dying, you know, what, you know, whoever, whatever, their wife, husband, you know, and they get, they, they go spiritual, you know, that's why I would say, oh, they go spiritual yeah. and they find, they find, they find it, right. They find it like, you know, this is for them, like something bigger than ourselves. And it's just like, that's why I just, I, I consider like a masterpiece, like the, the tactic cert and just the system, you know, it's just like a true masterpiece because that's what it brings out the best in you. 
it makes you tap into something bigger than yourself, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, man, thanks for your example, you know, really uh, huge inspiration for me. And, uh, you know, I work really hard, but it's, it's guys like you that, that give me the motivation to do my best, you know, to, to have the system grow, you know, to change building people's lives, to, to give this, to share this with the people that, you know, cause I, I know what it can do. I know what's done for me and I know what it can do for others, you know? So yeah. Thank you for your example. Uh, no, thank you. All, a lot of the praise goes right back to you, sir. You know, like, yeah, it's the revival, you know, it's yeah. the revival and you got, you got it. I feel like we haven't even started yet, but you know, the next, the next year, the next year, like, you know, everybody's working hard behind the scenes, you know, oh, yeah. things and, and, uh, and you guys are the, well, the, the apostles, you know, so, you know, uh, um, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Really. No, thank you, sir. Doing, doing the work, doing the reps, like not just now, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a accumulation right of of reps right over a, a lot of years so yep, it yep. just happen overnight you can't just do this in three or four months it's like years in the in the making this staying this, consistent this sharpening feet. that blade grinding yeah this feet Grind is, for uh, glory yeah years in the making you know um <laughs> but not just three four months of being focused but years in the making so yeah 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 man i mean again this thing this whole thing is before it's time still, you know, it's still, it's Great still down. young. It's Great still young. Down. It's in, and when people get a, you know, when people start seeing what, what it can do, it's, that's our job, you know, is to, yeah. to, to grow it and just spread it. That's it. How can, how can people find you? Um, people can find me, uh, Instagram, email. I mean, I, I, what's your Instagram? Have, I have, it's Hapa Fit S F H A P A A A F I T S F. Um, I don't do a lot of marketing because I, I kind of have a closed uh, schedule. But um, you know, with the pandemic and and a newborn and and daddy daycare and whatnot, so I have my core group of clients. Um, but I'm I'm always down to do some some virtual stuff. Or if you're in the area, I can find some couple of hours during the week uh, free to do stuff um do you train but, uh, people in, in oakland or, or in or no in, i train people here my, in, in my dojo right here in uh davis city which is uh it's on the san francisco yeah. davis city border yeah. i live right on the county line which i see is the uh, outer san francisco um but yeah i this is my lab i got a whole setup in here um have had it for years but now it's now it's my office yeah your home, huh? Yes, sir. Day, day and night, early morning, early morning grinds. You uh, early morning grinds, and then and then my wife comes down here and does her thing. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you again for your example, and look forward to seeing you. Uh, yes, sir. More and and uh, hopefully when things open up more, we can get together and train. Oh, and I'm down I'm down there. I'm down there as soon as I can because there's nothing better than going on a field trip doing some tactical stuff and also rolling jujitsu at a world-class academy you know with instruction by yourself or any of your you know instructors um it's just thing that i really love going down there for you know and um with pandemic and everything we were supposed to be moving san diego um oh, wow. we were supposed to be moving this year this summer um, but with the pandemic, pandemic and everything, um, 
the opportunity for my wife is not quite presenting itself quite yet, but uh, we will be going there probably 2022. So I'll be a bit closer, nice, a bit closer to 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 your academy. And uh, I love going to Gene Jock's um, academy and of course Eddie's academy. So I'm um, just gonna be right back by Mecca, you know, and and hopefully start start a nice little little something out there in San Diego because there's there's not much out there. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm mostly excited to just be you know closer closer to legacy, you know, and be able to like visit more often. So I'm really kind of future tripping on that. And um, we're, we're planning on having a summit, you know, uh, with summit. Um, and we're trying to figure out, you know, the, the like locations and things like that. And right now Rio, Rio de Janeiro is at the top of the list, like a week of tourism, <laughs> tourism things. Right. Um, but uh, we're, we're kind of planning on like a with summit of a week of training. And then of course, if you want to do sightseeing things or tourist things, you can do that, but we'll have a full, all the, all the, the top coaches, right. And the educators, you know, there and nice, nice event, you know, at a nice place, you know, so hopefully that happens, you know, cause I know we both love, love Brazil and. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Acai three times a day. <laughs> so yeah, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And, Thanks, sir. Uh, Talk to you soon. All yes, right. sir. Thank you, sir. Bye.